0: Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm Gail. Welcome to Friday, I'm in Love. Monday, I post podcast and it's still Monday for at least a minute. Yes. Um, We are a bit delayed this week because we had Importance of Being Earnest Tech on Saturday. Because (laughs) we are upstart arts and if
1: you're in York, Pennsylvania and want to see an incredibly funny show next weekend,
0: come see The Importance of Being Earnest. Yes, which is our first non-touring show, which is kind of actually really exciting yeah that is actually really exciting i hadn't thought about that yeah but anyway we are not here to talk about Ernest, although we are going to record audio of it as a nice bonus podcast episode sometime um for you so you can see what we're up to in our non-podcasting time Mm -hmm. um we're here to talk about women and on the small screen and the big screen in one day at a time and captain marvel because both of those are really cool things that would have been nice for us to see when we were teenage girls that you can see now. Yes. <laughs> or we can see Beautiful. now. We can talk about now. We can talk about now, yes. <clears throat> because gay teen <clears throat> characters, there really weren't any. There wasn't even a one of those after school movies. <laughs> to that no, effect. no, not at all. Yeah,
1: I think when we were growing up, the only gay character I remember on TV was Billy Crystal on Soap. Yeah, I didn't even watch Soap. I watch Soap sometimes.
0: Was it funny? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh Robert, Glier the Benson Keown. guy was Keown, He was on it. Yes, but that's as much as I know about soap. But we're not here to talk about soap. We are here to talk about one day at a time and Elena and how Elena is. Well, she called herself the gay Jesus,
1: but I don't know that I she go did that
0: far. Yes. the lesbian Jesus. The sorry. lesbian
1: Jesus, yes. Yes, but, um, <laughs> Elena is the wokest character who has ever ever been. Anywhere on
0: TV or... Yeah, not strictly for the purposes of parody. They actually do a really good job of making her so very woke that it's funny. But yet, um, she's also not just a caricature. Right. No. Which is cool. Yeah, and it's also a good way for them to push social issues. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the whole range... Okay, One Day at a Time is a reboot of a show from... The 70s, 70s, It's like. 76 to 84, something yeah, along those Yeah, with Brett Valerie, Bertinelli, and Mackenzie Phillips. And Bonnie Franklin. Yeah. Um, and they took that basic premise of a mom and two children and a handyman. A, a, d- a divorced mom with two children. And handyman and I put a Latinas, Latinx spin on it and added in Rita Moreno, which is awesome. Yes, so awesome. Because Rita Moreno is so awesome. And yes, sometime I have to see West Side Story, but they're going to be playing it on the big screen downtown soon, so I'm saving for that. Yes. Because mm. I can't believe I... I can't believe you've not seen West Side Story. Well, no, but I've never really run across Rita Moreno. And...
1: <clears throat> yeah, I don't see how you did that. <laughs> well, I guess in the electric company when I was a kid... Yes, she was in the electric company. She was apparently won Emmys for like roles on the Rockford Vials. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But did
0: she dance on the Rockford Files? Probably not. Possibly. Well, pro- uh, I don't know. Well, anyway. So anyway, she Rita probably Mar- danced in the electric company. Eh, true, but not probably not sexy. Rita probably Marino not dancing. No. no. <laughs> which she does a quite a bit in the first and second season of One Day at a Time. One day at a time. She opens a curtain. So fun. Yeah, she opens a curtain with more panache than anyone I have ever seen. Yes, it's incredible what you can do just by opening the curtain. Yes. Or closing. Or closing a bunch of times. Every time different. Every time a mood. It's pretty fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Much like Elena.
1: Back to Elena. Yes, back to Elena. Uh, For those of you who don't know, okay, first off, One Day at a Time is on Netflix. Three seasons now. It's wonderful, it's funny, it's touching, touching it's everything. You we have laughed,
0: it. we have cried. I know that sounds trite, but it's also it's true. true. <laughs> so very true. It's so very moving. The The sibling relationship between Elena and her brother Alex is just so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. So Elena
1: uh, starts out at 15. She is now 17, I guess. Um, and her, the in the first season she comes out that she is gay uh-huh. and it's a thing and one of the coolest thing one of the coolest minute of television you would ever watch is in the episode where Penny the mother is having a hard time dealing with the fact that Elena has just come out and Rita Moreno who's the abuelita the grandmother, the very Catholic, very Catholic, very Cuban abuelita, says, "No, I am not okay with Elena being gay she I am a very religious woman, but God doesn't make any mistakes. The Pope says we should not judge anybody,
0: okay, I'm good with it. Where's the parade?
1: <laughs> it's amazing,
0: yeah, it's the coming out. It's out." it's the coming out episode i want to sit my mother down and make her watch <laughs> this is how it's done yeah. this is what this is what the the process you go through and and she mentions that she loves her granddaughter mhm that's very strong through uh penny flips out and takes her gay friend, Ramona, to a bar to find out about gay. (laughs) And she does this a couple of times. She does this several times. (laughs) To the point where Ramona says, okay, what do you want to know about Linda and (laughs) how? Yeah, but Ramona straight up asks her, you know, if she loves her daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you love people, you love them as they are. You don't try to change them. You don't try to judge them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just love them. Darn it. And One Day at a Time gets that across while allowing people who might need a little help to get to that point to have some room for growth. Yes. They do a really good job of putting you across the spectrum of many things from mm-hmm. homosexuality and coming out to marijuana mm-hmm. and, and substance abuse. And there's a whole bunch of social issues they could touch on. They even touch, oh, consent. They did a there are massive... There several episodes about yeah, but I mean, but you got yes. the whole range from yes. the Rita Moreno's um, character Lydia saying, you know, that the the men were persistent and. the the, elena the the current generation being horrified (laughs) trying to explain that that's part of rape culture and Mm -hmm. then running alex the her the son through steps of consent but while this is also happening you've got (laughs) sid uh, elena's significant other who is Mm. just freaking adorable so um very proudly pointing out how Elena, well, well, not consciously, <laughs> but she's describing how she and Elena got to their first kiss and it pretty much violates all the previous steps of consent, <laughs> which Elena realizes and is quite embarrassed by And mm. it just takes you into the real situation, the ideal situation and making people who weren't aware that consent needs to be given at every step of the of every it. definitely a consensual romantic relationship um people who weren't aware that that is it's unacceptable not to do that right mm-hmm. now it brings them a little more into the present time of me too and getting yeses at every moment yes which i was actually reading an article about um I should have added it to you Mm -hmm. about women who were saying that they were going on dates, you know, men were asking if they could kiss them. And one woman said that it was a blind date. She set up on Tinder, Tinder's the one for straight people, right? Or I guess Tinder's for everybody yeah, or something. And um, he, he asked very politely if he could kiss her and she said no, but he just said like, he didn't, took it right in stride and, Mm -hmm said, okay, I'm going to ask you again later, and everything went on smoothly, and it wasn't an issue at all, Mm -hmm. Um, and then later she said yes to the kiss. I mean, there's a certain amount of, I assume, confidence that you gain. I mean, I guess it used to be people thought that uncertainty was the buzz, but it seems like certainty is an even bigger buzz. Yes, that's true. (laughs) And then you can proceed with confidence and mm-hmm. know you're getting a, it's a welcome thing. Yes. So anyway, yeah. the, that episode where they discussed that was really good and very timely. It's very mm-hmm. timely. Everything about it is very timely. Mm-hmm. And it was actually kind of nice to hear the consent conversation happen between two gay girls mm-hmm. or lesbian. Oh, sorry, Sid's so not a girl. Sid's so non-binary. Right. So two. Teens on the LGBTQ spectrum. Yes,
1: there
0: we go. Uh huh. See, we're sorting out vocabulary too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, Sid is a, is, they and them and. Yeah, they did a whole episode that involved pronouns. Mm-hmm. I and mean, there were other things involved <laughs> oh. in the pronouns, but that was actually where Sid and um Elena, Elena started dating. Yes. We're that was fun. This is why we actually started watching this because, um, this is there was a set of uh, screen caps screenshots going around where um Sid Elena offers Sid a cookie or <laughs> Elena was going to offer somebody else a cookie and she offers Sid a cookie and they have this conversation that breaks down into basically me gay me gay too. <laughs> even without even in just with just the dialogue written out in the screenshots their faces were So fascinating, and I could just just feel the awkwardness Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: understand it and sympathize with it, because, I mean, when Mm -hmm. I first, when Gail and I first went out to dinner on our first official quote-unquote date, Mm -hmm. I gave her the flowers afterwards. (laughs) Oh, those flowers in the vase over there, they're for Mm -hmm. you. When we got back to my apartment. Because it was one of those huge gray areas where, is it a date? Isn't it a date? Yes, I'm taking you out to dinner. And yes, there's a mostly naked dude in the window <laughs> across the way that we're trying not to look at. Yeah. Um, but is this a date? Do you think it's a date? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you thought it was a date. When did you think it was a date? For At the beginning? or No. Well, I don't know, actually. Mm. Before or after the flowers? Well, by the well, definitely time I kissed you. After the flowers.
1: But that wasn't that. That wasn't That night. night. Uh I don't know exactly when I thought it was a date.
0: Mm. So anyway, we def I definitely got into that awkward vibe and told Gail we should start watching this and we started watching it and like many Netflix shows we binged watched it.
1: Yes, because it's hard not
0: to. There's no reason not to, really.
1: Well it's hard when you've got Netflix going <laughs> and it's, you, you either get to the point where it's too much or you say or you have to say okay we're going to watch this many episodes and then stop and then watch one more after that and then stop
0: <laughs> unless it's in japanese and you have to read subtitles and then... yeah then it takes well actually episodes. yeah. Well, although
1: terrace house we, we ended five up watching like five or night, six, which yeah. was
0: nuts yeah uh okay Back
1: to
0: one Back day to a one time. day at a time, um, and or our first date. <laughs> uh, so yeah, one day at a time. So funny. Um, uh, they go out of their way to to have a very inclusive writing room. Yes, and
1: also with the actors that they hire, it's very inclusive. Um, they have Penny is f- former military. And she goes to a therapy group, and those the women in that group are. A whole spectrum of people, including you know, black woman, the Hispanic woman who's gay. They've just brought in a new woman this year or this season who is trans, and these are actually like a trans actor and a gay
0: actress, and all of that. Yeah, and the the episodes where they work in the writing group because they're kind of Penny's support group now her first her initial interactions with them were kind of hostile because she was having a hard time processing the fact that she needed help with her mental mm-hmm. um post traumatic stress yeah. post traumatic stress syndrome and stuff like that. But now, like Alex she discovers Alex smoking weed and so the <laughs> that's a very entertaining <laughs> episode. Yeah. Where they, they take her through their own experiences <laughs> and give her some advice on dealing with teens and Mm -hmm. whether or not he's telling the truth (laughs) and Mm -hmm. what they what she should be paying attention to um so yeah it's really nice and they they have open you know they've openly obviously openly embraced the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. and the latinx community and they they we just watched an episode well the valentine's day episode from um before this where they're going into the differences between Colombian and Cuban mother. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> as well as the one of the darn cutest Valentine's moments ever, which is when um Elena gives Sid the non binary heart. Yes. And they have their first fight.
1: hmm Oh, and yeah. And and it was so fun because at one during the fight Sid is saying oh no. What what happened? Elena says that they didn't want to do some stupid Valentine's Day stuff. And Sid says, but I told you three times already I wanted to go to Benihana. And Elena says, but I thought that was just a stupid joke. And I had to say, well, we just had that exact same conversation. Well not about Banahana, about the music for the importance of being earnest because
0: I thought you were kidding about I wear my sunglasses at I night. I was we've been talking about it for two
1: weeks. I played it at rehearsal. <laughs> I told the cast You're going to be hearing I wear my sunglasses at night before you come on and apparently that didn't you didn't. but that's not What we're going to be doing now, so
0: that's fine. You didn't sit me down and give me a list of songs and say, "Hey, Michelle, I'm using these. Please focus on this." No, but we did that now, so yeah, we we have that all set, which is good because we opened. And we can testify that Sid and Elena have conversations that Uh, people have in real life. We have those conversations in real life. We've had variations on those conversations. I have no idea. Um, my brother, my our my our um. Youngest niece apparently came out to the family at some point. She's 13? I think. Yeah, she's 13. Which I didn't find out until Joseph just offhandedly texted me about it. Because my family's chill like that and it's not really a big deal. It's just Issa. Well, plus your family's on a strictly need-to-know basis. Yeah. They don't tell anybody anything. Especially not if it involves dating or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, Joe basically said because his um, wife is... Hispanic, Latinx, Latina, Latina. Half Puerto Rican, half Colombian, actually, right? I thought she's Dominican. Oh, uh, I don't know. She's Latina. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, so Joe said that was basically he that they were now living <laughs> <laughs> one day at a time life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and on that family note, we are going to pause for a. Well, actually, brief. no, Michelle's going to mess with her phone again. We're going to so have a brief, brief pause from, from our sponsors. sponsors. And we're back. Hi. Um, Netflix is apparently on defense about whether or not to renew One Day at a Time, which is kind of sad because it's a very high-quality show. Yes. So. <laughs> and it really hits all of those family sitcom notes that you want. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but
0: deeper, better. Yes. Higher, further, faster. <laughs> So, yeah, if you've got Netflix, binge watch some episode. Yes.
1: It is very, very funny Mm -hmm. Um, and also very woke and heartwarming and family and. You learn a lot. And if you've had. Sometimes they speak Spanish and it's fun because I can almost understand some of it Mm -hmm. from my high school Spanish,
0: so it's kind of cool. And yes, we have started making cafe cubano too. Except yes, for I don't use cafe. Cafe cubano. <laughs> I just put sugar in Gail's coffee in the morning sometimes. <laughs> With a little bit of dancing on the way. <laughs> Rita Moreno's yeah. one of the episodes No Mas, is involves Rita Moreno's morning breakfast route or Lydia's breakfast routine where she opens the curtains dramatically and mm-hmm. dances to the kitchen Next to Café Cubano. And, and every other thing. And it's definitely, it's it's a ritual and a mm. system. And it gets everybody out and into the world. Yes. With a smile on their face and a dance high Bennett, And a dance in their step. And an egg in their stomach. And an egg in their stomach <laughs> with toast. And Café Cubano if they're old enough. So
1: I don't know if they all drink coffee. I don't think they do. I'm pretty sure no. it's just Lydia and... Penny.
0: Yeah. Lupe. Yes, plus we need a season four so that we can hear Sid and Elena's opinion of Captain Marvel, the movie, which we just saw on Friday. Which was quite cool. Uh, It was cool. It was very cool. Very cool. I'm having an internal fight because Robot and Turtle liked it better than I did. <laughs> mm. Well, I did like it. I It made me look for... I haven't been looking forward to the Avengers Endgame because I really didn't like the Thanos thing and just snapping your fingers and making Yeah, Infinity War was, was just... just not one of my favorite of the Marvel movies, so I've been kind of thinking Avengers Endgame, uh, it's going to be... Hit that it Didn't it didn't end on an upper. And it really did not. But Captain Marvel has made me look forward to Captain Marvel and Captain America sharing the same screen together. Yes. Because that'll be awesome. That will be great. Yeah, because they're both amazing and cheerful. Bennett, don't eat that. (laughs) Bennett, don't eat my slipper. Sorry. Kitten. Kitten
1: (laughs) problems. You take a break to get stuff away from the kitten. Okay. Um, So, yeah. Looking forward to seeing Avengers Endgame now because... We know that Captain Marvel is going to be there and so obviously the good guys are going to win. Yeah, the end bits
0: have been a bit much. The end bits of the Captain Marvel, of movies. The Marvel movies? They have been sometimes. They've been they've been less funny or they've been less something. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the first one was the second one for Captain Marvel. Although it was no, cute. I thought it was cute. You thought it, was,
1: it was cute. I suppose okay. we shouldn't spoil it for the three people in America who have not seen Captain Marvel.
0: I'm not going to spoil something? Oh, my God, who am um, I? Uh, yeah.
1: How about if we just say that the final scene after the credits in Captain Marvel involves, involves the Flurkin. Oh, Gail just spoiled something. No, I didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. Hey, well, now I'm if tempted to. If you haven't to. seen the movie, you probably don't know any... You don't, don't know what I'm talking about, so. No,
0: unless you're a rocket raccoon. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, Captain Marvel. woo We've been finding out all this fun stuff about Brie Larson, who is awesome. Yes. And apparently went to see Captain Marvel in a Captain Marvel juicy jumpsuit with And apparently, <sighs> when she first got there, people
1: didn't realize that she was actually Brie Larson in a Captain Marvel jumpsuit. Really? Yeah, that's uh, what everybody's saying. And then all of a sudden, people started going,
0: ah, wait, what? And then she started handing out popcorn, and yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. I like Brie Larson. We didn't see room because not my mm-hmm. speed of movie, but no. Brie Larson was the best thing about the Scott Pilgrim movie. It was actually kind of fun. Somebody tweeted at Brandon Routh about her, and mm-hmm. he's like, yeah no she's wicked cool and well rocked <laughs> basically yeah because i've gotten fonder of brandon routh over time. <laughs> yes yes all the men yes, involved man. there's just, apparently people are trying to start a war between shazam and captain marvel the movie because shazam is opening at the beginning of april mm-hmm. and zachary levi's in it and um but all like brandon routh and zachary levi and chris evans they've all been very supportive of Brie Larson and yeah. Captain Marvel. And it's really cool to see because there are complete and total jerks out there who are just dragging down Captain Marvel. As a matter of fact, I heard one on the radio this afternoon mm-hmm. and was forced into profanity because the radio DJ was going on about how Captain Marvel had this huge opening weekend. What was it? like? 153, 153 million, million domestically. And some huge amount And like 300, more, than 300,
1: more than 300
0: million internationally. It was huge in China. Yeah. Um... And then he decided to say that, but Captain Marvel had a 33% approval score on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience. And so what's with that? And I'm like, fuck you dude, sorry, language. I didn't say I was going to say language. And then I looked it up and that's not even accurate. Um, it's like they, um, Rotten Tomatoes had to delete just random reviews from white dudes that were ragging on the movie before it had even opened.
1: Yeah, they, Rotten Tomatoes actually changed their system so that people couldn't review movies before they had been released because of the trolls out there who were, who were dragging on, um, Captain Marvel Weeks before it even opened.
0: Yeah. So the critic rating now is like 80... Maybe, 80%. 80%, yeah. yeah. And the audience rating is 59, which is still kind of low considering the theater was packed.
1: Yeah, it was packed on 3.30 on a Friday yeah, in
0: York, Pennsylvania. So. And it wasn't all women. Or There were three guys next to us enjoying their popcorn and... Um, Talking about this movie, and I forget I was overhearing them. They were talking about some other movie, which will come to me talking.
1: Okay, um, but yeah, the the trolls
0: out there. Oh, they been. Horrible. They were talking about Wonder Woman. They had. Obviously oh, yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> not just come to. Yeah. They were obviously there with intent, which is kind of cool to hear. <laughs> yeah. Because if you spend a lot of time on Twitter, it seems like trench warfare. Yeah, which is really sad. Yeah. Yeah, but there are some. Guys out there who are actually going,
1: woohoo, cool, cool girls in the movies. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I saw somewhere for Captain Marvel, the audience was 55% male, 45% female, which is, I mean, for a superhero movie, usually it's like at least 60, 40, or 65, 35. Really? Yeah. What was the Black Panther
0: movie, do you know? It yeah. was probably closer to 50 50. Mm. Interesting. Captain Marvel would have been a good date movie. No romance at all, though. No romance at all, yeah. Which isn't bad in a superhero movie, come to think of it.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I like a little romance in my superhero movies. Yeah, so do I. But but it's kind of nice to have it just be kick-ass. Yeah. It was a little little bit too much law. Yeah, he talked a lot. He talked a lot. But... Spoiler, Captain Marvel eventually got to hit him, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, that was part of the trouble, I think, and why I think Captain Marvel fit excellently in the larger Avengers movie was because um, there was no, Nick Fury kind of ended up, and it was cool to see that much of Nick Fury not posing, it was cool to see Nick Fury not being the man yet. Yeah. 'Cause the, it was back in time it was set in nineteen nineties and they did a really good job with the nineteen nineties feel. Mm-hmm, um did. so it was cool it's not seeing Nick seeing Nick Fury not be the man yet. They they youthened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow or another they made Samuel L. Jackson look younger yeah. by I I personally think that they piled a bunch of the Korean face, facial <laughs> towel masks on him and just let him sit there for
0: several days. Yeah. But, but he's usually, he's one of those <laughs> guys who has a sidekick in Colson, and Captain Marvel is obviously the laconic, I mean, it was kind of like, had kind a of Western feeling. Mean, yeah. He was obviously the laconic loner who wanders into a town and, you know, <laughs> saves everybody. But this, you're used to that person having a snappy sidekick or somebody. somebody. A mean, or somebody. <laughs> a horse or <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess... Um, Goose might have been, <laughs> not really. No, they spend more time with them. Nick Fury, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Brie Larson's face was excellent. The fight scenes were mm-hmm. different, and it was so cool to see Captain Marvel as a blunt. I mean, she went through. They had her locked up at one point, and her arms were in these encased in these metal like, bludgeons or.
1: Yeah. restraints and Restraint. so she
0: ripped herself out of them and it took her a while to burn through them mm-hmm. and so she was just using them to like kind of bash people <laughs> and it was just raw kind of power power fighting a little brutal a little rough and it was so cool um gail found an article about brie larson's workout yeah
1: the la times did a great story about um the nine months worth of training that Brian Larson went through to be able to do the stunts and everything. And that, you know, Captain Marvel has a distinctly different fighting style than the other women in the Marvel universe because she's not the fluid ninja sort of thing you get from Black Widow and Wasp. She is just the blunt instrument with so much strength that in and like she could go can, through
0: a spaceship. She could. She yeah. She
1: could go through, push herself through a ship spaceship, and to be able to do the stunts and everything like Brie Larson. There's this whole long list of things that Brie Larson can do now, including like, hip thrusts with four hundred pounds of weight, and like, pushing a jeep for sixty seconds. She can actually do
0: like. Chin ups and all of these. Brie Larson is really impressive. Yeah, not only physically, but she's um out on the forefront pushing diversity and pushing, because mm-hmm. um, yeah. there, there, there's another. There's so many rumors going around about Captain Marvel because dudes apparently just straight up lie. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a rumor going around that Brie Larson said that um, Captain Marvel was wasn't made for white men, which is not what she said at all she wasn't even talking about captain marvel in the quote that they altered it was about a wrinkle in time and how she didn't want to know what 40 year old white dudes thought about it she wanted to know what black women and black teenagers teenagers. and it was a point of how most movie reviewers are white men (laughs) in their 40s or, or older yeah, and so with her press junket, and she actually went back, I found an article from the Irish Times where she went back to somebody at the Annenberg Institute and had them do the research just to prove that her, just to double check that her perception of the inner, the press junket she'd been on was accurate. And so they ran the numbers for her and, and she was pushing for um, more diversity in the people who were interviewing <laughs> her for Captain Marvel. So it's really cool that um Brie Larson's out there in the forefront superhero <laughs> yeah and there's all these wonderful shots of her like signing Captain Marvel comics for kids now mm-hmm. uh, uh Kelly Sudaconic um started up a Captain Marvel run and Jamie McKelvey actually redesigned the Captain Marvel suit to be more practical and he kind of did it as fan art and then it got mm-hmm. picked up as the suit pretty much a suit Brie Larson is wearing as Captain Marvel in the movie and so mm-hmm. I've been excited about mm-hmm. Captain Marvel for a long time because it, she's a really cool character and mm-hmm. it really is kind of like a western with space mm-hmm. element. Yeah. And I love that sort of a thing, so mm-hmm. that's that's I should uh, maybe I maybe yeah, we're going to have to go back and watch Captain Marvel again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, cuz when we first saw it we didn't get the the big superhero buzz. Yeah. But maybe that's not such a bad thing. Because, I mean, it is...
0: I was excited about uh, Captain Marvel. But...
1: Yeah, I was excited about Captain Marvel. The end was kind of anticlimactic because basically... She, she went off into space gone. and she's coming back for the Avengers. And, yeah, and she's coming back. <laughs> and so, yes, yeah, so now excited about Avengers Game because it's like
0: Captain Marvel Part 2. Yeah, Captain Marvel saves the Avengers, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, think of it as Captain Marvel Part 2. Yeah. That's actually a good way to think of it. Yeah. Oh, cool. So go see Captain Marvel Part 1, and then we will all go see Captain Marvel Part 2, aka The Avengers Endgame, but I'm much more excited about it now that we're thinking about it as Captain Marvel Part 2. Yes, that's And, 15. um,. <laughs> We will. The Important to Me earnest. opens next week. If you're local, come see it. You'll laugh. It's free and, um, and funny. And, and in the
1: meantime, go to Netflix, watch one day at a time, talk about it on social media, tell Netflix that they need to do a fourth season. Yeah, spread our podcast
0: cool. and subscribe. Yes.
1: Or look uh, us up on Twitter and Look us up sp-
0: on Twitter. I'm Gail Storm, which is G A Y L E Storm. I'm uh, Midnight Maverick, MDN. I-G-H-T Maverick. Um, Yeah, because, and I will tip my stats in a (laughs) Uh, And tell us what you think of Captain Marvel. And one day at a time. And this is Michelle again, not saying her passcode out loud. (laughs) uh, She (laughs) hits the stop button. All right. Well, this is Michelle. This is Gail. and And this has been
1: Friday, I'm in love, Monday, I post podcasts. And we will talk to you in two weeks. Take care. Bye. Bye.